Okay. So yesterday, we analyzed the makeup of our soul with its attributes that are coming from God's attributes to understand ourselves and through understanding ourselves, understand God and his attributes. Today we say, everything we said yesterday was actually these attributes as they are in the animal version of the soul. The animal version, obviously, not meaning animal in terms of evil, but what we call the highest level of the animal soul. The upper edge of the animal soul is called the intellectual soul. Because we see here that these attributes were being used for a father to convey learning to a son. But when we're talking about our godly soul, that piece of God, every part of it only has one expression and desire, to connect to God. So everything done with all of the characters, all of the attributes, all the qualities of the soul is only for God. As we said that every one of these attributes has an inner and external dimension, like we said the first one. The inner dimension of it is love and the external manifestation of it is kindness. But in your godly soul, the love and the kindness are only focused on God. So it means that love is expressed in a great love of God. And because great love of God and a great desire to connect to God, you desire with all your being to do kindness in order to connect to God's attributes. Because if I want to be one with God, how can I be one with God? I can be one with his attributes. So just as God is compassionate, I should be compassionate. Just as God does kindness, I should do kindness. So therefore, we see this first of the seven emotive traits in its inner aspect, love, and its outer aspect, kindness, are directed purely to God and godly things. Similarly, with the second trait, gvura, judgment, discernment, strength, the inner aspect of this is fear, and this fear is only for godly causes. A fear that's expressed then in an external way in punishing the wicked with the punishments of Torah, in overcoming your own evil inclination, in sanctifying yourself in what's permissible, in putting a fence to protect the Torah because of your fear of God that he should not come to sin. So because of your fear of God that you won't want to come to sin, a person would have an external expression which is to sanctify himself, to refrain from things that would not even allow him to step close to a sin. So just as the first trait of loving kindness is only directed to God, so to the second trait of strength in its inner aspect, fear of God, and its external manifestation, a rigorous observance of Torah and all of her commandments. Similarly in the third trait, teferis, beauty, compassion, where the man is focusing on using this to glorify God, to glorify Torah, to possess a beautiful Torah, beautiful tefillin, to cleave to God by praising God with all faculties of your soul, by thoughtful meditation on the greatness of God, which leads you to have praise of God. Not empty words, but words coming from deep preparation on God. Similarly, with the next trait, nexach, victory, to be victorious over anything that will restrain you from serving God and from connecting to God. And anything that would restrain God's revelation in the world. Just as King David fought wars for God using this attribute of Netzach, of victory. Also in the fifth trait, 
Hoid, which the root word of that in the Hebrew could mean to praise, to thank, and to acknowledge. And all of that has to do with this divine attribute, which implies self-abnegation, acknowledging the transcendence of that which is defying our human understanding. So we want to praise God who animates and creates everything, for whom, whom everything is essentially non-existent, even if we can't apprehend it, it's beyond our understanding, but we acknowledge it. This also ex- includes expressing gratitude to God for all the favors he constantly gives us. This also includes thanking God for all of his praiseworthy deeds, for all his attributes, for his emanating all the world. As in the term majesty, splendor. Splendor, because the more we know ourselves to God, the more we're full of the splendor, of majesty of God. And similarly, in the sixth trait of these emotions, Yisod, foundation, like the verse says, the tzaddik, the saint, is the foundation of the world. So in the analogy, through this attribute of foundation, of Yisod, the father communicated with his son through bonds of desire and pleasure. Also, in the godly soul, in the realm of serving God. This attribute of Yisod, of foundation, means cleaving to God with intense desire and pleasure that your soul should be bound up with God, the source of all life. Cleaving to Him with an attachment, a desire, a love, a delight. All of this is manifestation of Yisod, of foundation. And the final and seventh of these emotive attributes, sovereignty, malchut, where we seek to accept upon ourselves the yoke of God's sovereignty and of His service like the service of a servant before a master. So we see now how these seven emotive attributes exist within our godly soul. Tomorrow we'll discuss the three intellectual faculties higher than these seven emotives.